It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who is the class of the AFC? Who are the bottom feeders? We're stacking the AFC teams entering the season today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what's better than this it's guys being dudes here on the locked on nfl scouting podcast we're the draft dudes i'm joe marino from locked on bills he's kyle Krabs from locked on dolphins and we are your nfl experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the locked on nfl scouting podcast with the draft dudes part of the locked on podcast network your team every day I'd like to thank you for making locked on nfl scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers you know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, happy week one of the 2023 NFL season week to you. Happy, we made happy this week we to it. you, sir. Everybody is 0-0. There's optimism across the league. I'm excited. Everybody's tied for first place. Everybody, man. Everybody Nobody's lost. So good. Never lost. You know what's worse? What's going to be a horrible feeling is Friday morning, one of the Chiefs and Lions are going to look up and say, we're in last place in the NFL right now. And you got to watch all weekend knowing yeah. that you're on one. Let me yeah. tell you, rec- recommend playing in the opener, but recommend winning it. That's a really nice yeah, weekend if you're 1-0. Personal experience from Joe Marino. Last now, year. what's funny is I had I got the first game last year in week one. I get the last game in week one this year. That's what you get. I'll take it though. I get it's kind of like stress free watching, but then everybody's watching your team. You don't want them to be crappy, so you know Monday night's going to be a little stressful. Yeah, that's the worst part about primetime games. The worst part, you know, everybody's going to see it. Yeah, and and that'll be the next month's worth of general storylines about your team is going to be based off of that one game performance, especially facing the 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 Jets. You know, a lot lot of hype. I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but a lot of hype for the Jets. The, the gosh dang Jets. Well, we're going to figure out just how much of the hype for the Jets is warranted, at least in our opinions, because today on the show, we are doing AFC power rankings. We're going to do this every week. Mm. We're going to update this on a weekly basis. And this is really fun. Joe, we did the entire roster project, which was a really fun summer project uh, that that kind of ran parallel to the bootleg football guys. Yeah, those guys. Where are awesome. We're doing the deep dives on the teams. We're evaluating and bucketing all the players. and um, when all the rosters got whittled down to 53 over the course of the past week, over the weekend, you and I went back in and finalized the roster power rankings that we're doing behind the scenes. And what's fun is we did the AFC and then we said, okay, well let's do like our personal opinion, AFC power rankings, and then see once we finalize the grading for all the teams, how the project compares to our personal power rankings. And we are going to talk about our personal AFC power rankings that are influenced by the project, but not defined uh-huh. by the scoring of the project. Yeah, we spent some time over the weekend resetting these rosters because when we did it back in May, June, July, 90-man right. rosters, we got 53s, Kyle. You never know when Otis Reed the fort's going to make a roster. You know, we got to reset the thing and see what the heck's going on here now that everything's uh, settled. 
now that there's guys on pup guys on injured reserve we can really see what these teams look like entering the year and so my power rankings your power rankings excited to see where we overlap and where we differ that's right so we're gonna start at the top and the thought process as phrased by joe marino was those of you who are going to be upset with us are going to have to wait till the very end of the show <laughs> to find out how upset you need to be so our top fives. Do you want to go one by one? Do you want to go my five, your five? Do you want to go? Let's do it as a chunk. My five, okay. your five, and let's talk about it. Okay. So my five includes the same familiar suspects in the top three spots. I have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills in that order. That's one through three for me. The rest of this top five is an AFC East party. I have the Dolphins at four and the Jets at five. Would you like to know my top five? That I think that's the point. Yeah. Mm. And number one, I have the Chiefs. Number two, I have the Bengals. Number three, I have the Bills. And number five, I have the Jets. Yeah. And number four, I have the Dolphins. We have the exact same top five. Okay. And so we we didn't cross reference. No, that. we didn't. Um. So I guess you look at each of these teams and there's a there is a question. Right? You look at Kansas City and it's like, okay, well without Chris Jones, this is a bottom tier defensive line in the AFC. Yes. But when you have elite coaching, when you have the best quarterback in the game by far, you have an elite skill player in Travis Kelsey and you have a top 2 offensive line in the game and you have really deep linebackers and you have a sufficient secondary, you're still going to be in a position to be at the top, right? So I think that's the thing that stands out about Kansas City is we talked about the value of Chris Jones and what the defensive line looks like without it, but they have enough big-time needle movers in other spots, and of course they're the reigning AFC champions that they're going to stay in that spot. Phrase I kept going back to with Kansas City is I considered some of those roster concerns. I think their wide receiver core leaves something to be desired. I think their defensive line is needing Chris Jones in a big way. But the words benefit of the doubt or the phrase is benefit of the doubt. They get it. They've won two of the last three Super Bowls, two last four, something like that. They've been to a gazillion straight AFC championship games. They got the best coach. They got the best quarterback. They get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, we saw what Spags was able to do with this defense that included all those rookies last year. And now mm-hmm. they're second year players. And so, yeah, Chris Jones, he's not around. That hurts. I think I think they're going to get him back at some point. But, yeah, benefit of the doubt is the word that I keep going back to with Kansas City. And I think they're they're going to stick right there until there's enough evidence this year that they have enough issues to move them off, or they just stay there. Well, for Cincinnati at two, pretty well-rounded, right? I, th- I think you look at the secondary and maybe some lack of depth and experience in the secondary with DJ Turner, second-year corner Cam Taylor-Brett, Shadobi Uze coming off of injury, Daxon Hill obviously getting elevated into a big role. So I, I think that if, if I look at Cincinnati – you know what the skill players are. You know what Joe Burrow is. The offensive line, that they're bringing everybody back from last year, plus Orlando Brown. That was kind of the, the core of the team last year. Obviously, Lyle Collins not ready for the start of the season, but he's not projected to start anyway. So Jonah Williams was the left tackle. Now he's over. Defensively, the nucleus that they had last year up front, plus Miles Murphy, they extended both of the linebackers. We thought for sure they'd lose one of them. The front seven's in great shape. Yeah. So I, I think the question for Cincinnati is the 
lack of depth and experience in the secondary. Which might be offset by a lot of the continuity that exists elsewhere on the roster. Right. Great defensive coordinator in Luan Arumo. And they played in the last two AFC championship games. They've they've won one of them. Uh, yeah, benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's certainly putting them ahead of the bills after watching those teams play for four and a half quarters last year. I mean, they, they firmly belong there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think chiefs Bengals one and two, I, I can't think of a compelling case for it to not be that. Would you, would it be a fair statement to say the bills are the last benefit of the doubt team? I don't, what do you mean by that? Explain. I mean, just the, the recent success of the team. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know yeah. I mean? Cause you're looking at dolphins jets. I'm looking at the teams are in the next tier for the middle five. And it, it's, it's not teams that are, have consistently been upper echelon AFC divisional AFC conference championship yeah. game appearances consistently, but yeah. Buffalo is. And I think Buffalo is another team that has decent questions. I mean, you have this tr- departure of Tremaine Edmonds and, what you're doing systemically to uh, accommodate that change mm-hmm. uh, stylistically. Are you going to play the same kind of defense? Are you going to change to make some accommodations? I know we've, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the skill group with the running back room with James cook, his role, the receivers that are not Stefan Diggs with Gabe Davis is still the wide receiver too. Obviously Dalton Kincaid, but he's a rookie. So they're like, those are the storylines for me with Buffalo, but I can't justify putting the other teams that I have in this top five in front of them because Buffalo has had the success that they've had, especially against those teams. So yeah. that's where I go with the benefit of the doubt talking point. Yeah, I think so. I think it's fair to bring up uh, what does the defense look like with Sean McDermott now, your play caller, no Tremaine Edmonds, who's obviously a big influence in the way that they've been able to play defense in the past. And so I think it's going to have a different look and feel. I think it's going to be more aggressive, but that could be more high risk, you know, high risk, yeah. high reward. Whereas in the past, there was just kind of this cerebralness about the way that they play defense. And, you know, you could score if you could stack together plays. And I think the Bills are going to play for more negative plays. Yeah, offensively is going to be interesting. I think Josh has a deeper group of, skill players, but it all coming together in year two with Ken Dorsey as a play caller, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. You have two new starting guards this year. Spencer Brown at right tackle is a big player for year three. So I still think that they're in that conversation, but I can't put them any higher or lower. You know, I just, I feel like three is the right spot for the bills until they tell us that they can beat the Bengals and chiefs in the playoffs. Sure. Do you want to do dolphins jets? Do you want to Tell everybody about underdog fantasy. Do you want to? Yeah, let's let's talk about underdog fantasy. We'll get the, okay. the Dolphins and Jets in the next segment here. Football season, folks, you know it. It kicks off Thursday. There's no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy and their pick game. Just pick between two and five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, and then do that. What you normally do when you're watching football, you spend the night watching the game. That's what you do, and then you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states, and it's a ton of fun. If you want to build your dream team today, head on over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com, when you sign up with the promo code Locked On, And not only will Underdog double your first deposit up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard. One yard. one yard for your pick to be correct. So that'll be a nice one to, to check off the boxes. You're trying to, you know, 20 times your money on the five for five. Remember, that's underdog fantasy. Sign up with the promo code locked on. Use the link in the description. Or if you're watching on YouTube, scan the QR code. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Dolphins and Jets in that order were the rounding out of the top five. Yeah, Uh, for Miami, I, I talk first on Bills. Why don't you... Yeah, set the table with with your thoughts on my team. Loaded roster, yes, the stacked roster. I think they're one of the better rosters in the league right now. Um, and obviously Vic Vic Fangio coming over to run that defense is as big of a addition to a team as you're going to find. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but they have talent on that Jet that Dolphins defense. They were poorly coached under Josh Boyer, very predictable, putting their guys in positions that were really tough. Obviously, injuries in the secondary, but um, I think they didn't help themselves scheme wise. But I mean, what this team has on the D line. What they have in the secondary, I'm sure everybody knows all about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That'll keep you up at night. And they got a couple of questions on the offensive line, but what else is it outside of Tua staying healthy? I don't know what the questions are with the team. I think they're going to be really good. They present a lot of matchup problems that make you nervous. You kind of have to rethink the way you play. You know, they challenge you and stress you in ways uh, defensively with what they have on offense that, you know, you have to get to your spots quicker. You have to react faster because between the way those receivers can run routes and to his quick release and accuracy, it's tough. Now, this team runs a football, man, it's going to be really, really tough. So to me, it's, it's to a stays healthy. This team's going to be right there here in that race for the AFC East. And, you know, when you're in that type of race and in, in a really competitive division where we have three of the top five teams represented, you know, you're going to be in that conversation for the one or two seed. So I think the Dolphins, if they're healthy where they need to be, they're going to be right in it all year. It's a matter of everything coming together, right? New new scheme, year two of McDaniel, renewed investment in the running game. It's got to happen, and you got to see it. And, and I agree with you from a talent perspective, which is ironic because from my own side of the fence, I hear the discussions that some Dolphins fans have concerns with this Dolphins roster. Go look at some of these other depth charts mm-hmm. if you have concerns about what the Dolphins have. And I know last year the Dolphins got slammed with injuries. So a lot of the questions are, well, what happens if so-and-so and so-and-so get hurt? You play that game with everybody, right? Now, the Dolphins are more of a high-risk team because of Tua's durability questions and Teron Armstead's durability, consistent issues that he's had throughout the course of his career. I get it. But I think that's why the Dolphins uh, going out and acquiring the talent that, that they have and mixing it with players that are third-year players like Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland and Jalen Waddell, those guys continuing to get better and and providing you with a boost in performance is what's going to help push that team. Uh, Now, the Jets, speaking of it all coming together, I think this is is a talented roster that has an even greater chemistry question than Miami with the infusion of Vic Fangio. Yeah, and that's and look, on my list. If you want to know why the Jets are top five, just turn on ESPN. They'll talk about them all day long or NFL Network. I don't think we have to sit here and spend that long in the Jets. They got a great defense. It's returning. Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. All right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Huge questions on the offensive line. I don't know about the depth of their of their offensive weapons. I'm not as high on it as some people. But um, yeah, I think it coming together 
maintaining what they were defensively, Aaron Rodgers settling in and being their guy, you know, that's their path to being, you know, one of the best teams in the AFC. You know what, you know what's ironic? The the best part about the Jets skill group is what? Garrett Wilson. What's the next best part of the, the Jets skill group? The running backs? What, what do you have? I don't you know. Have like, that. I'm not into Dalvin Cook like some people okay, are. Okay, that's Brees fine. Hall's you you look at the running back room and say da- Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Okay, it's a nice one-two bunch of the running back position. What did okay. Aaron have in Green Bay? Better running backs than that. Aaron Jones well, and A.J. Dillon. What was the conversation of the issue that we had with Green Bay last year? They, didn't they ran have the offense to run the Aaron ball. when realistically, yeah. potentially, it might have been more sufficient for you to run, right. the, run the ball more. Especially when it's all about trust for Aaron Rodgers. We heard it last year. We've heard uh, Randall Cobb give his big emotional speech. Right. Yep. It's about he's, trust. He's not going to throw you the ball. Not going to throw you the ball. Okay. Uh, Remember when Randall Cobb was just supposed to be a depth signing? Two, he'd be the starting slot for this team, right? Because imagine that McCole Hardman hasn't claimed it. McCole Hardman wasn't good with Patrick Mahomes, folks. I don't know what to tell you. It just might not happen with him. <laughs> it just, you know what I mean. It just might not be there, right? All right. So, we got but but the the, ro- the roster's good. Yeah, it's good so the, the the defense is probably a, the top three defense in the league from talent. Look at that old line, man. Look at it. I understand Wayne that's Brown and Max Mitchell and Mikai Becton. Okay. So the middle five. Yeah. Go ahead. I gave you my top five first. Yeah. I went out on the limb. This is where it gets dicey for me. Well, we're, it's we're a lot of congested teams. One through five. This is where I, I shifted this around a ton. All right. So versus uh, what the, what's versus what the roster project gave us? Well, when I initially said it and then I want I looked at it and stared at it for a while and wanted to make sure I felt good about it. And I sh- kept shifting things around, talking myself in and out of stuff. But this is where okay. I settle. Okay. Number six, I have the Cleveland Browns. And number seven, I have the L.A. Chargers. And number eight, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And number nine, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And at number 10, I have the Baltimore Ravens. We have the same teams. <laughs> the same order? <laughs> no, they're not in the same order. Okay. So... For me, at six, I had the Cleveland Browns. Okay. So we had the same one through six in our power rankings. I had Jacksonville at seven. Okay. I had Los Angeles at eight. So we had Los Angeles and Jacksonville flip-flopped. Okay. And then you had which team at nine? I had Jacksonville at nine. And you had Pittsburgh at eight? Eight, yeah. I had Pittsburgh at nine and Baltimore at ten. Pretty close. Yeah, it's the same teams, a little bit of jostling between seven and ten. Yeah. Seven and nine, actually. So we both had Cleveland at six, though? Yes. We're, we're high on them, right? It's just, it's can Deshaun Watson well, find a good his offensive game? line? Amari Cooper, really, I, I think you have a plethora of options yep. complementing the skill, the skill position with deepest receivers they've had in a long time. Yeah. Peoples Jones is a nice player. Elijah Moore, excited about him getting into that offense. Uh, Nick Chubb, obviously, He's speaks good. for itself. David and Joku, like that. There's plethora of options here. They address their biggest issue, and they line. Shelby Harris and Dalvin Tomlinson and Agbo Akaranku. Miles, figure was Darius Smith. Like, let's go. The talent, the talents here. Bunch of the first round picks. The corner. So you have. I think there's a bigger coaching question in Cleveland than probably any of the other teams that were in the top five. And I think that kept Cleveland out of my top five. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, 
Did I have the so let me justify my order here of seven, eight, nine? Because we both have Baltimore at 10, right? Yes. So I have Jacksonville seven, Chargers eight, Steelers nine. And I have a Chargers, Steelers, Jaguars. I gave the upper hand to the Chargers at seven because I think they have the best quarterback in Justin Herbert. Okay. And I really like their offensive line. And I really like their edge rushers. Mm-hmm. And I like some of what they have in the secondary. And this is a team that has been to the playoffs, right? I mean, I know that Jacksonville hasn't won a playoff game and all that type of stuff, but I feel like the Chargers have just like paid their dues a little bit more. Do you know? Did you know that the Chargers Jaguars. lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs last year? Yeah, I do, and I remember that game it was one of the goofiest football games I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. Um, putting those two teams up against each other because I had Jacksonville and, and Los Angeles at seven and eight. Jacksonville tried to give him the game and then they turned around and took it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the addition of Calvin Ridley is going to be huge. I like the Jaguars coaching staff more. I, I like Doug Peterson. I'm a huge Doug Peterson stand. So I, I think the skill group for Jacksonville getting Calvin Ridley, Doug Peterson, I agree with you that the Chargers have a better roster but i think trevor lawrence in year three i think he takes a massive leap i know we both do Uh, not to say that justin herbert won't either but at the very least there's a scheme change a very dramatic scheme change fun fact i saw this on the timeline uh there were eight starting quarterbacks in the nfl last or this preseason who did not play in the preseason really okay justin herbert's among them 11 starting quarterbacks last year did not play in the preseason at all. Do you know what their record was in week one? I don't, but I'm fascinated to learn. Three and eight. You excited about that as a guy playing Justin Herbert in week one, I bet. Doesn't hurt. (laughs) Doesn't help him. So you you take that, and it might be something, it might not, right? But it's an interesting statistic. But then you consider the Chargers have a scheme change with Kellen Moore coming in to run the offense. And at least right now, for the week one AFC power rankings, I will give Jacksonville a nod over Los Angeles for some of those variables. Your process is good. I just, the Chargers O-line compared to the Jaguars O-line. is Oh, really yeah, the Chargers are better O-line. That's what bugs me about that Jacksonville, man. But what, what happens if Luke Fortner ends up solidifying in year two and Anton Harrison's a positive contributor on the offensive line? For Jacksonville, I and know the Brandon Chargers sure, still I mean, have a better. I know the Chargers still yeah. have a better group, but it, but is it this massive separation? I think there's a big gap. It, like, okay, if what you're saying is true, it's helpful. Yeah. yeah, but I have a lot more than I'm comfortable with with what the Chargers have. Okay, O line wise, uh, and then Pitt, Pittsburgh. Obviously, the question here is: Can he pick it year two? Consistency of these wide receivers. A lot better on that O line, man. That it looks Canada a lot coaching. Better. They got some. They got some monsters on defense, man. They do monsters. It's that's they. They're going to be a team that their success goes as that defense goes. There's no question. You create some problems. Watt stays healthy, dude. It's going to be twenty sacks right there. Highsmith's baller. Herbig looks nice. Cam Hayward, ball hawks in that back end. Like I do think think corner corner depth could be a problem for them. Could be, yeah, because it's it's Pat Pete. Uh, Shannon Sullivan, 
Levi Wallace, Joey Levi Porter Wallace, Jr. and then Joey Porter Jr. is the, the third outside corner. And they don't have a lot behind that. I don't think they have much behind that they, at all. They won the Super Bowl in the preseason, though. They they did. They were the yeah. best team in the preseason. I, I know I know. Uh, Pittsburgh's beat reporters would tell you Kenny Pickett's going to be top three quarterback this year, yeah. too. But that's neither here nor there. Pittsburgh uh, beat reporters are a whole other conversation, brother. <laughs> Different brand over there. Let's sneak Pitts, Let's sneak Baltimore in here. We had them both at 10. Um, questions with the edge group, questions with the wide receivers, questions with how the more pass aggressive system catches on, I, I think yeah. is, is where my head goes. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's an interesting team. How do they keep their fastball? How do they change the add off speed pitches? Ooh, you know I like what that. I mean? Just yeah. an interesting, really interesting team. They could, that's a team that can go way up. I don't think they go lower, but they can go up. Sure. Yeah, I think there's a pretty firm separation between oh yes, this group and then the bottom six. Yes, which we're going to get to here in just a moment. But first, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us and this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you need an undervalued running back to help give your fantasy football team a smoother ride in 2023, then you should pick Chiefs second-year man Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco is a coaching staff favorite with his power running that quickly earned him a roster spot. The Chiefs also saw he can reel off big runs and be a real asset as a receiver when given the targets. Expect Pacheco to have a shot at ample scoring playing off of Patrick Mahomes. Vinny, Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the bottom six. Yep. If your team hasn't been said yet, you're probably upset. There's, I bet there's a bunch of teams that have been upset where people are upset as well. Yeah, there's there's going to be one fan base that's going to be the maddest here. I have them at 13. Uh, do they play in the great state of Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. I also that's have it. Those fans I, are high on what they got, man. I also high have on what they got. I also have them 13, by the way. Who do, right, you have, so who, do you, who do you have 11? Patriots. The New England Patriots as well for me. What's, so we did the project together. These are not the rankings that the project gave us. We went and did these totally separate. Yep. And right now, through 11 teams, we have seven, eight, nine same teams jostled in a different order, and that's the only difference is through 11 teams in the AFC. So I think that's fun. Maybe, it, maybe it's the bias of, of us doing all these shows and doing these conversations together, but I digress. 12 i mile high denver denver Tennessee, we have 13, 13 the same yeah 
13. Okay. Go get a little dicey here. Bottom three. It's Bottom three. Down here. I think Houston Texans at 14. I don't. I have the Raiders at 14. How? They're the worst team in the AFC. They're the worst I, team I, in the AFC. I, I, listen. Comfortably the worst coaching. Okay, so we have the Raiders, Colts, Texans as the bottom three teams. Yes. Okay, this is what it comes down to for me. This is what put the Raiders ahead of the Colts and Texans. They're not having a rookie quarterback. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is is not a rookie. They're also not a first-year coaching staff. They're also they also have Devontae Adams and Colton Miller and Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby. There's it, some level of star power veterans on this team. And I think that they will have a floor of their ability to run the football. I'm majorly concerned about their defense, majorly. But at least they have some level of pass rush. You'd hope with Crosby and Chandler Jones and a top 10 pick on Tyree Wilson. And they're, they don't have anybody that excites me about stopping the run in that interior D line, but maybe they have some pass rushers. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy high on the Raiders. Okay. I think they're a bottom three team in the AFC. They're probably a bottom five or six team in the league. But I, I thought there was enough there to put them ahead of the Colts and Texans for me, who I have the Colts at 15 and the Texans at 16. Raiders dead last. Having a set, having continuity in your coaching staff is only meaningful if you have a good coaching staff. It has to right, but it has to help them in some way when you're stacking up those three teams. I don't know. I I, I think Houston came in and spent. I think Houston dramatically raised the floor. I admire the if Houston didn't take the injury, take on the water that they did on their offensive line with injuries, would they still be behind Las Vegas for you? And and Titus Howard will come back, so they'll get better in that regard. What but can we reasonably expect from C.J. Stroud in year one? I, I could expect this offensive line to provide him with a good pocket and for them to be able to run the ball if they want to. I mean, it's I don't a, have... You got a defense that came in, and I think they raised the floor of the defense with the veterans that they brought in. And D'Amico Ryans, I think he'll have them come out and play Spire. I think Jimmy Warden, Jalen Petrie's a really good combo of safeties. Stingley's healthy. For now. You got a, a pretty decent trio of pass rushers with Will Anderson, Jerry Hughes at this stage in his career as a rotational guy, and Jonathan Grenard. I, look, I mean, we're, we're we're splitting hairs at the bottom. You feel very convicted that the Raiders are the worst team. I do, yes. I just got in a different – what are your bottom three? How do you stack it? Houston, Indianapolis, Las Vegas. So we just have those two teams flipped, Raiders and Texans. Yeah. So we have, what, 11 of the 16 teams in the AFC in the same spot. Which will be interesting because as we take it in stride throughout the season – We'll we'll interpret it a little bit differently. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's it's it's easy to set it and have it in line when we've had the conversations we've yeah. had for the last four months, but as teams struggle or as teams take on injuries or as teams overperform, like are you buying, are you selling, are you mm-hmm. so we've done really- we've done college football rankings kind of in the past in a couple mm-hmm. of years and, and we've we've had some pretty healthy disagreements on on stacking those up. So this Oh, th- th- this will be that times two. I would expect. Well, the good news is like, you're going to get some nice head to head here. And it's, it's, it's not as much like talent discrepancies plus weird scheduling differences in college football. That doesn't exist. Like it does. Right. Well, and you know what? That really stood out to me watching the college games. 
mm-hmm. where it's like I'm watching Ohio State the dogfight with Indiana, and it's like, all right, your your conversation is not really with 20 minutes left in the game. Oh, I hope we win this football game. It's man, we got to get some positive reps for next week and the week after that before like you play Notre Dame, yeah, right. Where if you're playing at the NFL level, you're not thinking about next week. I mean, yeah. in the rare occasion where the Chiefs play the... They lost to the Colts last year, man. Right. I know. That's, <laughs> I, I, I looked at my sheet and said, the Raiders give them games and the Colts... Right. It, it's like, that's case in point, right? Right. But, okay, Miami last year was up like 30-3 to three on Houston at halftime, right? Then your, your brain kind of shifts gears. Yeah. And I think it showed in the game because Houston like almost made it a game at the end of the game. Yeah. Like you don't have that varying of levels. Now, maybe when somebody plays Arizona this year, but we'll Ooh. talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> quick, quick college football, real quick. Deion Sanders, tra- uh, Travis Hunter, Shadir Sanders, unbelievable. One of the greatest moments. I mean, like one of the better moments in college football in the last, I don't know, 10 years, right? And I don't, I don't care how much TCU lost off the team last year. No, yeah, they it was in Fort Worth. It's a one in eleven Colorado team that didn't have a, a player that mattered. Seventy new scholarship players this year. Absolutely insane to go into their place. If I mean, I I take great exception with the lack of defense played in the game, but man, that, that was certainly fun Colorado's going to be a problem in the big the Pac twelve because and and we owe we owe Dion an apology, don't we? Do we? Because in the spring. When that happened, because he's got looked, the receipts, uh, I, I, I we looked at their schedule, and we're like, they're going to be a problem, but it might not be in year one because man, they got a kind of tough schedule. Jokes on us! They moved the ball like that, and they they had some really good scheme stuff. They had some really good coaching. I mean, they were disciplined. Sanders looks like a baller at quarterback, man. Yeah, a and I, I'm I'm bummed. I wanted to do him, but I didn't have that much Jackson State tape to get my hands on to watch. So I, I knew he was kind of buzzy, but like, I wanted to have the all 22 to do like a full dive and I just didn't have a lot. So I'm like, I'm going to wait on him. And sure enough, uh, Florida state layeth the smacketh down on LSU. They're going to be a problem. Keon Coleman. That's my, that's my dub of the weekend. Baller. I'm watching Jared. Horst UDFA tackle for the Dolphins that went like first overall in the USFL draft. And I keep watching Keon Coleman for Michigan State blow up on tape last year. I said, This is monster. And on a field that had Malik Neighbors and Johnny Wilson, Coleman was the best receiver last night. Comfortably. What Comfortably. any other last minute college football? Um the quarterback race is going to be outstanding good. this year. It's good. Well, it's good. Caleb Williams and Drake may obviously established. Bo Nix and Oregon put up 80 points. I texted Brentley Weissman at like halfway through the second quarter. I'm like, Oregon's going to get 80 tonight, huh? He's like, yeah, you bet, man. So Bo Nix balled out. Uh, Cam Ward put up 451. Shader Sanders put up big time numbers, 450. Uh, I'm forgetting a bunch of guys. Penix. Michael Penix. Joe Milton did things. I'd fade those two guys, but neither here nor there. Uh, they're, they're Quinn Ewers. You know what I hate about Quinn Ewers? I, I hate that he cut the weight down to 195. Unnecessary. He gets Bama this week, so that'll be fun. Right. I think Texas comfortably wins that game last year if Ewers doesn't get hurt. Right. 
Right. Alabama needed miracles down the stretch. That drops passes. Drill hey, how about Jalen like Milrow, too? My guy. It's my guy. Big big fans of Jalen Milrow here. Big, we met big. him last summer. He's a dude, Not man. He's summer, a dude. Last summer. But really impressive guy. Hope he makes the most of that opportunity with Alabama. Um, Jordan Travis, obviously. Jordan Travis. He made that, that double post throw that he has a big time throw. Baller. Drew Allers, so, Penn State. Yeah, not eligible this year, but um, dude looked like Josh Allen out there. Big kid. Thought Big it last year when I watched him. Yeah. Rocket arm. Fun talent. Fun, fun, fun time. We're back. We're officially back. Football season's here. Hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Hopefully not too mad at us. If you are, let us know in the YouTube comments. Joe, read them. I won't, but. <laughs> we are out of here making a great rest of your day we'll be back to talk to y'all again tomorrow we're doing nfc power rankings on tomorrow's show peace is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 